I was uh, thinking about that scripture that says, the love of many will grow cold. You know, and that's such a, a, a I think, a, a picture of the days that we're living in. It's such a, 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 a fight to believe. You know, I remember maybe a couple of years ago, we were in this place here on a Wednesday night, and Bill was saying, I refuse to be on lockdown. You know, I refuse to be unable to be free because I didn't do anything wrong. You know, and, and I, I think that to me, this is, has been my cry in my spirit that I'm, I'm, I refuse to have to believe less and less because the world will believe less and less. I refuse to not be free to love and to worship and to believe God and get to know him and get into the word just because people are disillusioned or disappointed with church. I'm glad that I am disappointed with church, but I'm not disappointed with my God. I'm not disappointed with the God that I worship and with the word that he has given us. And that's how I come and I say it's like, it's like a an expression of faith, you know, that I'm going to worship and I'm going to be free to worship. I'm going to be free to get to know him, yeah. despite what the world wants me to think about, how the world wants me to think and how the world wants to limit my relationship with God. You know, so I, I bless that for us. Lord, let there be a fire in us that brings a freedom to love to be hot, you know, and, and, and be alive to you in our spirits to you. Yeah. You know, the, 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 we know that from the beginning, it's always a, this is the, a, a, the, the, from the beginning is a war against the word, separating us from what God said, you know, and we, we have to hold on to the word and, it's amazing to me, you know, after this weeks of talking about the Holy Spirit, how much the Holy Spirit is being able to make the Word alive. You know, you think about a situation, then the Word comes, and you go, wow, that's exactly what is happening. This is exactly, you know, without judging the world, without, you know, by the Holy Spirit saying, hey, this is what's happening. This is, get ready, get prepared, because this is going to continue to happen. But if you have that love in your heart and that faith in your heart, you're not going to be moved. So I bless that for us. Amen. Amen. I want to I talk about worship. And we are talking about worship, and, we, and we're going to have communion this morning. Thank you. <laughs> you know, because... When we, we worship and when we take communion, we are doing this in remembrance of what he did. So when we come here, when we, we come to worship, it's almost like uh, uh, the, the high priest going into the Holy of Holies. 
you know, and presenting the offering, bringing the blood, you know, and putting the blood in the, the Ark of the Covenant. So every time you come and worship, you, you should see yourself as a priest, being able to offer to the Lord what he's looking for. But of course, we know that we, we are not perfect. And our worship is not perfect. Our voices are not perfect. My voice is not perfect. You know, and, and a lot of times we make mistakes when we're playing and or this or the other thing. And, and, but that should never be a limitation because he is perfect. And what he did is perfect. So when we come and we worship, where we come and take communion, we are connecting ourselves with his perfection, with what he has done for us. It's not how much we can give to him, how much we can, you know, improve ourselves and present ourselves, you know, have my hair trimmed and all of that. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm not moved by that. I'm not moved by sacrifices of bulls and calves. And, you know, that, we read that last week. It's like, I'm tired of your solemn assemblies. I'm not impressed with your performance. You know, and I mean, and not putting anything down, you know, but some places they have like pretty awesome rock performances. Right? And, 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 and lights and smoke and all of that. And, and I, I think it's cool. You know, but I, I'm taking this class on worship. And one of the questions that I had to answer was talking about one experience of worship that changed me. You know, and it, it was not, you know, I mean, I've been in many, many, many worship services. You know, but I had to think about one that was really, you know, that I, I, I felt the Lord, you know. I mean, and I felt his presence a lot. But it was one service that was right here. There's a small chapel with a small group of people and a song that we've probably heard a thousand times before and then it was just like a, a combination of factors. You know, because I was taking Hebrew at the time and then that song is exactly from Hebrew, from Exodus. You know, so I was like, oh my God, this is what it means. And then I was connecting with the context of what God was doing. And the meaning of that word of his loving kindness, in his loving kindness, 208. <laughs> it's a good song. You know, but it, what touched me was like, that was exactly taken out of the scriptures, and we were just singing the scriptures about the Lord and what he has done for the people of Israel. And then when you connect to that with you, well, he has done for you. You know, and that's what I want to, I want to read Hebrews 10, okay? So, Lord, we bless this for us because 
I want to have a deeper understanding of worship. You know, and in that, a deeper understanding of communion. We do not take communion, you know, often because it's lacking anything. We take it because it's a reminder that what he did is perfect. Okay? So Hebrews 10, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for, for those who came to worship. We're talking about worship. So every time we come to worship, every time you would go and sacrifice something, you would have to repeat that. Because it, it was just a shadow. It was just a, a, a dress rehearsal for what God would do through Christ in offering him for us as the perfect sacrifice, as the perfect worship, okay? If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped, for the worshipers would have been purified once for all time, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. I don't know about you, I still have some feelings of guilt. Right? And then what I think he's saying here is like, it's not you continuing to try to do things in yourself that's going to solve that problem, that's going to bring perfection. But instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. Do you sometimes feel like you read the Bible, like, oh my God. <laughs> It's just reminding you of how badly you need him. And you cannot change yourself. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That's why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings. But you have given me a body to offer. You have, given, have been given a body to offer. That's why we come and we worship. Because we have been given a body also to offer. You were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it's written about me in the scriptures. First, Christ said, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or other offerings for sins. For sin, nor were you pleased with them, though they are required by the law of Moses. Right? 
they are required. But it was just a shadow. I love this. Then he said, look, I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to put the second into effect. For God's will was not for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Under the old covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. But our priest, our high priest, offered himself to God as a single sacrifice, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. You know, we were talking on Thursday after reading the Bible, reading the Psalms. You know, and then we always try to stick to one hour reading and then stop. And then we talk for another hour. <laughs> but it was good to talk and good to share. Because I think that it is amazing how... Again, like I said in the beginning, the Lord is like washing us and re really renewing our minds. And I think that one of the areas that I want it to be real is like we all know these things. You know, and we were like, we're all mature here. We're all here to be equipped and to continue to learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and to have a, a, our personal walk with God. And I want to read Romans 12. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because, he has, because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Okay, I need to read something out of this book. This is called The Mediation of Christ. I've probably read this before. I had to read this book by Thomas F. Torrance for a class, and he it really brought uh, like a, a magnifying glass in understanding the work of Jesus, the mediation of Christ. You know, because we, a lot of times we so have a, a, this tendency, and you read that all over the New Testament, you know, Galatians, you know, are you crazy? Are you foolish <laughs> to think that you can complete in the flesh what God has he started and he will complete in the spirit? You know, and we have such a tendency 
to, you know, try to take the wheels <laughs> and think that we, we, we can manage from here. Okay, Jesus, now you can sit in the back seat. Let me drive. You know, that's why there is a country song. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going like, Lord, help us to yield to the Holy Spirit. You know, and not to take our lives and what you have for us in our own hands and but allow you to lead us from here. So here he's talking about worship and he's saying Jesus Christ in his own self-oblation to the Father is our worship and prayer. What we cannot, could not do in ourselves what the law could not do. And even if we could do, let's say, you know, somebody would be able to do everything perfect. That person would still get some glory. <laughs> right? But thank God we cannot do, and we are imperfect, so that he gets the glory. So, Jesus, in his own self-oblation, this is what Romans 12 is talking about here, give your bodies, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, is our worship and prayer in personalized form, so that it is only through him and with him and in him that we may draw near to God with the hands of our faith, filled with no other offering but that which he has made on our behalf and in our place once and for all. So when we take communion this morning, and again, thank you for listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and bringing because I was like, how... Can I get ready for communion? And why didn't I think about looking on Amazon? <laughs> but when we take communion and you hold the little cracker and the little juice, you're not coming before the Father with what you have, you have to offer. Because what I have to offer is limited. It's only partial. But I, when we do this, we do this in remembrance of what he has done. And that the Father can relate. The Father can accept. And that was done once and for all. And despite my imperfections, I can come covered with the blood. Then I, I am acceptable. Then my worship is added to his perfect worship. My prayers, as limited as they are, they are 
added to his perfect prayer and cry to the Father. And then we we're not bribing God or trying to convince him to be kind to us or nice to us. But we're worshiping him and giving him thanks for what he has already done even before we could even think of trying to do anything for him. I say, Lord, thank you. Yeah. You know, like that song I'm talking about, In Thy Loving Kindness. All they had to do is eat the lamb and apply the blood on the doorposts. And they would be saved. They would be protected. They would be under the protection of the Lord. And the same today, all I have to do is have faith in this. Yes. Have faith that if I eat the lamb, if I feed on his work, his mediation, his sacrifice, his worship, his prayer, I will have the sustenance, the food, to continue to walk. And I will be acceptable. And my worship and my prayers, and even with my limitations, will be accepted by the Father. Amen. We're going to sing the ironic blessing, but feel free to come and partake of communion.
Amen. You guys want to sit down? We, we thank you, Lord. It is mind-blowing. And it has to continue to be mind-blowing. Because it, it is kind of like the universe. You know, the more that they send cameras and take pictures, they find that there is no end. <laughs> and it's beyond what we can even imagine. And I think that as we are reading Hebrews together, and as we, we the Lord keeps unfolding his plan for us, and his eternal plan for us, we just need to be just in awe, in awe of his love for us and the way that he is taking care of us every day. Yeah. You know, as the, the things happen and even through the, the hardships, you know, you can see that God is there with his wings covering and blessing and opening new beginnings new phases, new relationships, new doors. When one door closes, you know that he's going to open the, the, another one. You know, so I, I just want to say, Lord, thank you. And we, we really honor and, and give thanks to you. Hallowed be thy name. That's how we start every prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, and we, we just come in, in humility and brokenness and thankfulness. Amen.